Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicled and overanalyzed the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters a minute at a time. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And there, it, we have come to the end of the road. It's true. And we, we can't let go. But yeah. we have to. <laughs> now, will you sing that song? Of course not. We have okay. ASCAP all over our asses and caps in just a minute if we did. But I think I can speak it out and uh, you know say the lyrics and everything's okay. But this is it. This is the final episode of Ghostbusters it. Minute. It's been an interesting, uh, interesting what, six months? Uh, well, no. Okay, so we started on July 4th. July 4th. That was our first episode. So July, yeah. August, September, October, November. Yeah. So it's five. So it's almost six months. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's Ish. more than six months worth Ish. of content for... Any other podcast, we have 99 episodes covering minutes of Ghostbusters. Plus and then, in the Patreon episodes, and then... Plus a couple extra we threw in. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Yeah, definitely over 100 episodes in, in less than six months is, uh, is is a lot to put in. But uh, it's been a great time. Yeah. Had a blast doing it. Really it. Has. And uh, we're having a blast over on our other podcast, Jurassic Park Minute as well. That's so. right. Um, at the end of the episode, we'll... Uh, do a couple of shout outs and whatnot um, after we get done covering this minute, minute and a half. Yeah. So, uh, so we're doing episode minutes 99 and 100 today for the primary reason that uh, minute 100 is only about half a minute. It's maybe like 35 seconds long. So we figured it'd be kind of a waste to do a Monday episode in 35 seconds. So we figured we'd round out the week, end it on a Friday. Hey, Brady, you ready to go ahead and get into minutes number 99 and 100? Let's do it. Fantastic. Now, in the previous minute, we saw Peter Venkman and Dana Barrett playing to the crowd that had formed at the entrance of 55 Central Park West. Ray Stance and Egon Spangler and Janine Melnitz had all, all had a moment to say goodbye as well. As the minute ended, Lewis Tully had emerged from 55 Central Park West and was waving to the crowd. At minute 99, Lewis has just waved to the crowd and dropped one side of his comfort blanket. Lewis asks if anyone wants to interview him. At 99.06, a pair of paramedics rush to Lewis's aid and take him off screen, as clearly he is suffering. Lewis mentions that he wants to leave in the car with the Ghostbusters. At 99.14, we cut to a shot of the front of the hotel where firemen are cleaning up residual marshmallow cream and debris from the, all the calamity. Egon helps Winston remove his proton pack. At 99.28, Ray Stance shakes the hand of the door attendant of 55 Central Park West. As the Ghostbusters drive away, they are blessed by a group of nearby Catholic priests. As Ecto-1 drives off, a news crew gets their mic cable stuck in its path. At minute number 100, we see some young boys with homemade Ghostbusters t-shirts. At 100 minutes, 5 seconds, Ray sticks his head out of the Ecto-1 and backs up. The news crew again gets in the way with their mic cable. At minute 100, second 20, Ecto-1 fires up its siren and takes off. A crowd of fans chases them off screen. At Minute 130 seconds, the music grows intense, and Slimer flies above the crowd as the camera fades to black inside his mouth. Slimer has the and final word. Thus ends minute number 100, and That's thus right. ends Ghostbusters. That's right. So we decided we didn't want to do the credits for this show. I think some other Movies by Minute podcasts do that, but uh, I, I wouldn't want to just be listing everybody on there. So we figured our thing was going to be that we would just end it as the film ended. Yeah, so as, we the, ended, as the story ends. Yeah, as, as the story ends and as the ghost screams. So I like that final little thing there of Slimer flying Above the crowd and screaming, it's kind yeah. of a funny little. You know what's interesting? Kiss to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, the in that shot, you can actually see. I, I had never seen it until I was taking notes of this. Uh, there's a matte painting of marshmallow, like hanging off the front of the building. And oh, stuff is there? Like that. Yeah. I didn't know. Stuff I had never seen. So there was a scene that was actually edited out here, where a few minutes prior they had destroyed Stay Puft and his cap. 
fell yeah, onto the yeah. crowd and it was super cheesy looking it was yeah. kind of a cute idea but you think it'd probably be destroyed with everything else that was blown Plus, away that hat is part of gozer it's not like an actual tangible thing so right. it's not like you know the hat would have just uh, yeah you, you know what i'm trying to say right yeah and it just it looked kind of stupid like falling down there it was it was a fun idea but the physics of it and the fact just didn't look good so yeah. it's not there on the ground where they're cleaning everything up now uh i can't remember if we touched on the tunguska blast um earlier this week uh, or in a couple minutes prior, but um, you you know what that is, right? Of course, yeah. yeah but go ahead and tell us. Ah, uh, no, you're better at telling stories. So Tagunska, I believe, which was an area in Russia, uh, had a, um, I don't think it was a microburst, but it was an asteroid that exploded coming into the atmosphere and blew away like, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was a gigantic, massive area. Of, like do you 20, have the number? Um, somewhere here. Yeah, uh, but it, it was 100,000 times bigger uh, blast than the Hiroshima. Yeah, so it exploded in the air, and this was a largely unpopulated area. There's actually some people that saw it, uh, some people that lived through it. it. It exploded in the atmosphere, just destroyed massive amounts of acres of trees. You can find pictures of it as well. Uh, but Ray says that Lewis Tully is the only human or, you know, uh, experienced the, the biggest cross rip since the Tunguska blast of, I think he says, 1909, but it actually happened in 1908. Yeah. Mostly killed reindeer. Mostly killed a lot of reindeer, forest animals, and maybe undocumented people that lived in Siberia. But uh, there are a few people that lived through it, and they did give an account to what it was like. It was just this massive, gigantic explosion. But, you know, uh, Hiroshima, that was a a radioactive bomb. So there was a lot of, like, fallout and skin burning and stuff like that. This was uh, the best possible place, probably, in the entire Earth for this thing to have happened. There's been several several expeditions to try and go study it. And uh, the natives, some of them, are too fearful to lead them there and... It's a really interesting story. Uh, I found a docu- really cool documentary about it on YouTube that I mm-hmm. think was like a History Channel special or something like that. Yeah. But a re- very cool story. A lot of people want to label it under some sort of super- supernatural occurrence. It was just a natural thing. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the Earth has had several collisions with meteors and asteroids over the years. This is one of the few ones that humans have lived to document. Uh, and I'm glad it happened where it did because if this had happened over a widely pop- populated area, it would have destroyed, it would have killed uh, hundreds and hundreds of people, yeah. uh, if not thousands. So, but yeah, so there's kind of a, a funny little, uh, you know, reference to it. Ray is constantly making references to things like mass sponge migrations and the con- yeah, it just fits, blast. fits right in with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, I'm pretty sure it's not the the exact chair, but it looks just like the chair that Dana's in when she. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's in laying down the street, like in its back whenever so, they're leaving. Uh, the firemen are cleaning up debris, and I think the camera actually shoots right through the bottom of the chair, uh, and you can see the the springs and yeah. stuff there inside of it. I think it's right before the scene where Ray shakes the hand of the doorman. But you know, we had Christopher Stewart on yesterday on the show, and he was telling us a little moment about the guys getting their. Uh, Mike Cable in the path of the Echo yeah. 1. I was having trouble figuring out where it was because it actually kind of happens twice. Uh, one of the news guys is running along the side of the car, and as it's rolling, he gets his Mike Cable stuck in the door of the Ecto 1 and has to pull it out. Well, then a few seconds later, after Ray backs up the Ecto 1 and it's about to drive off, uh, the camera is on one side of the car, the news reporter is on the other, and they didn't think that maybe this uh, XLR cable was going to be too much to go in yeah. front of the Ecto 1. So kind of pops out, and they have to pull it out real quick as the car is driving yeah. by. So. You know, um, so it's like we were whenever we had Christopher on yesterday, we kind of jumped into this minute as well. Uh, we didn't just stick with his, the minute that he was on for specifically. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that I'm always, I've always been a sucker for movies where at the end credits, the actor's name will be displayed over a picture of them. That's yeah. kind of a sappy thing, but I like it. Um, and you get like William Atherton and I think a few others who aren't in there, but uh, mm-hmm. I really like Ernie Hudson's how it shows up with uh, him taking his uh, proton pack off. You yeah. helping him with it. Uh, so, 
I don't know. I would have been frustrated if they had just put uh, Ernie Hudson's name up there, not over an image of him. Right. And he's the know? only one that's kind of like going about the duties of cleaning everything up. I think that, you know, Peter and Dana are kind of playing to the audience. Ray's feel, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's feels like it was for, photographed after the fact because yeah. he's just kind of like smoking and waving at the crowd with his uh, ecto goggles on. Yeah. And then Egon and Janine kind of get their little character moment uh, that's kind of an ending to a scene that was edited out of the film. There's a deleted scene where Egon accepts a lucky coin from Janine, and this was supposed to be kind of the uh, result or the the end of that scene. You know, yeah. that, uh, she was showing up, and he was going to be hand or handing her back the lucky coin, mm. but we and don't see it on camera. Then, here. of course, Rick Moranis is just hilarious. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Anybody want to interview me? I want to ride off in the car with them. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I say poor guy, but he's on the Ghostbusters uh, staff. Come the second movie, so yeah, yeah. Made out all right. He he got his law attorney, you know, his law degree from night school. Didn't That's he? right. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, um, I want to touch on kind of an overall uh, last impression yeah, um, or just impression of the film. And what I've come to learn through the course of Ghostbusters Minute, uh, figuring out what this, what this movie is, at least in my opinion, um, I have talked endlessly about it being, uh, you know, just one of those New York movies. And I think like Woody Allen movies aside, I think in my opinion, or at least what's coming to mind right now, this might be the quintessential New York movie. I agree. And I think that this movie is, above all things, a love letter to New York City. Um, uh, and the New York of a specific time period, too. I uh, think well, the yeah, last yeah, vestiges yeah. of a New York that was filled with gutter punks. Right. And, I mean, not to say that those people aren't there now, but New York in the 70s and 80s was known as this hellhole. Yeah, very... Uh, the Ed Koch, uh, New York. exotic place. Yeah. That was so interesting to... I don't know, to observe from afar. But the, the, this movie could have ended with, it's, it's almost like the ideal line would have been, who are you guys? We're the Ghostbusters. And then the, and the music comes on, they're walking out of the building, or even it ended on a joke, uh, we're the Ghostbusters. Well, who does your taxes? Um, no. No, it doesn't. The last lines in this movie are a close-up of, of, someone, of a local you know, clapping and saying, I love this town. Right. They, they say that. You can't, yeah, you can't tell me that that was... So they were like, oh, you know what? Here's this line that's all completely irrelevant to any conversation that's going on right now. Just throw it in there just for shits and giggles. No, that's in there because the filmmakers are gushing over New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the um, the period to the end of that sentence. Well, it's to bring it into uh, the show tomorrow, the Patreon episode, I think that Ghostbusters 2 is even more of a New York oh, movie because the whole movie is not just about New York as a city, but how New York was just a city that mm-hmm. was bo- bubbling with negativity See, to also. Yeah, and I think that, that even goes to prove uh, further prove my point here and that this first film is The Love Letter to New York City is because in the second one, they're just like, it's, it's obvious. It's no secret that these people love this city uh, and want to make a movie about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's much more uh, on display in Ghostbusters 2. I like your line, who are you guys, we're the Ghostbusters, because that was actually the last line from Monster Squad. Yeah. Also, who are you guys? Who the hell we're the you? Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so and, and I'm sure there's other cases of that that uh, uh, just aren't coming to mind at the moment, but that, doesn't that seem like that just would have been the line to end this movie on? Well, when this Winston, movie called Ghostbusters? When Winston says that line, too, that I love this town, the score, the Elmer Bernstein score is this like sweeping, mm-hmm. almost like Broadway, yeah. like New York, New York, I'm leaving tonight, spread the news, that yeah. song's kind of like ends on this like crescendo of like, like that, and he's, mm-hmm. it's a very positive ending. And, it's a very positive ending, and uh, I, I think it's interesting and cool that they give it to um, this, I guess we'll call Winston a supporting character, although he is one of the Ghostbusters. 
uh, that well, they would give it to him and not the last line to Peter Venkman or Ray right, or something right. like he, that. Up until the he doesn't share as much screen time as Venkman or something like that. But yeah. there at the very end of the movie, like Peter Venkman's not saying anything at all. He doesn't have a line pretty much other than like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, whenever mm-hmm. they're gathering to themselves together. Some of the, some of the funniest moments um, involving Winston are when he's showing his enthusiasm. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the tools, we got the talent. You know, yeah. There's a lot of moments like that. And so this kind of fits, uh, fits right in with, with his character. And I think it's pretty cool that they just gave it you know, to that character. This right. is the last line. Yeah. So, that's Ghostbusters. That's we pretty much covered Ghostbusters. Let's talk about this show. Let's did you have a good time show. doing it? I did. It yeah. was an interesting experiment, and uh, since I've been listening to the Star Wars Minute you know, from the beginning, or at least where I chimed in with it, um, I've always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And always, you know, I started to see like more and more movies kind of pop up uh, who were doing it, and Ghostbusters is just something that it was required. It had to fall into this movies by minute uh, format. No one was doing it, and I said, "You know, pick up the phone, call Kyle." Right. So, it's uh, it's been awesome. It's been an exper- experiment, yeah, experience, mm-hmm. and I will never see this movie the same way again. And I say that for the better. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think it's been a lot of fun as well. It's been uh, this 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 has been a lot of fun doing this. I, I always enjoy coming in and actually recording the show. Uh, the work, the prep work for this, I, I think, is actually a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because we kind of wanted to do our show differently. We wanted to have an actual recap in it where we tell, you know, we go over what's actually going on in the minute before we start discussing mm-hmm. it. Uh, that note-taking process uh, yeah, is, is what has taken up the majority of my time for the last six months. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's even more difficult with Jurassic Park Minute because Ghostbusters has... You know, every second there's something else going on. In Jurassic Park, there's a lot of stillness. There's a lot of slow moments. And there's going to be minutes coming up in that show where there's just not going to be a whole lot to cover. We'll have to fill in that time with some trivia or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the the note-taking process, especially with the breakdowns, is... um, it's it's time consuming. Uh, so I'm glad we did that. Uh, I, I've I've had a lot of fun doing this. As you know, I did a podcast before mm-hmm. this called Infindo Radio a few years ago. Geez, almost a decade ago. Jeez. Uh, with uh, Scott Johnson, who some of our listeners might know that name because he's a huge podcast guy. He does a World of Warcraft podcast called The Instance. Anyway, it was, it was a Nintendo based uh, podcast, and it was a lot of fun to do that. We did a weekly show. Uh, sometimes it was semi semi weekly <laughs> or bi weekly, but um, doing a show every day. Uh, in trying to have like quality content put out is uh, it's a lot of work, but there's nothing that makes it more worth it than seeing people react to it in a positive manner. Yeah, which, which I think we've done. Yeah, yeah. People have reached out to us and said, "Hey, this is you know I, I'm really having a good time listening to your show, or you guys have a lot of enthusiasm about it." And uh, as tired I think as I have been at sometimes, I always think about those moments and mm-hmm. other podcasts that I've listened to. You know, like. There, there was a long period of time where I was working on the road by myself uh, for a company, and I didn't have much contact with people for like a long periods of time, like a couple of weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So the only like <laughs> constant in my life were, were podcasts. So, and I know that a lot of those meant a lot to me as I was going through some yeah. different things. So I'm, I'm hoping that we would be like that to some people. I want to go down a, a list of some of the guests that we've had on. Please do. Okay. Sean Buckley. Sean Buckley uh, is an expert on real Ghostbusters and uh, former host with you. Yeah, uh, on Infendo Radio, and he's a freelance tech writer now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, having him him on was very educational because uh, there was a lot I did not know, um, and his input was amazing. We've also got Mark Landry. Mark is an old friend of ours and a successful screenwriter and comic book writer. And uh, Ghostbusters is his favorite movie of all time. He's also been to a lot of the filming locations and everything. So. Having him on is great. Uh, John Engel of Alien Minute came on for two episodes, and 
you know, he's a uh, movies by minutes brother in all of this, you know, and he Alien Minute just got done, uh, I think like two weeks ago or something like that. But um, so having him on was great. Brad Mendenhall was also someone we really enjoyed having on. His. He's been a huge support for the That's show, right. too. We really appreciate that everything's Brad has done for us. And uh, also, he's done some donations uh, to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which we really um, yeah. is, is close to our heart. So yeah. we really appreciate for everything that Brad has done for the show and for Cystic Fibrosis. That's right. Uh, Christopher Stewart, who's a guy who's been in the Ghostbuster game for years and years and years and years, and for a very long time has been one of the... Uh, uh, top outlets you can go to for Ghostbusters information and news. And he runs uh, ProtonCharging.com as well as the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Rip podcast. And he was our host uh, on the last episode. So thank you, Christopher. And we've also got Scott and Nick from Back to the Future Minute. Uh, so there are also some movies by Minute Brothers. Uh, we had them on for a few and just, you know, so much enthusiasm. And those guys know uh, Ghostbusters extremely well, as well as Back to the Future, obviously. And um, having them on was a lot of fun. And being on their show was a lot of fun. Ethan and Ellie from Two Minute Terminator were a trip. Absolute just blast to work with. Um, we were also guests on there. So thank you guys from all the way across the pond. We've also got Chris McMahon, who was on kind of about halfway through the movie and had a lot of uh, interesting information on Walter Peck and just a whole different perspective on that character that you can, you can have. So thank you, Chris. And of course, Miss Crystal Beth. Miss Crystal Beth is the person who ties all the Movies by Minute podcast together, and she's just absolutely hilarious and a joy to have on. Uh, she is also going to be doing uh, Fifth Element with her boyfriend, John, coming up, and that's going um, to be a lot of fun, because this is such a fun movie. You can also check them out on uh, their gaming podcast, which is the Unlimited Lives Radio, uh, which is pretty awesome. So if you're into gaming, check them out at Unlimited Lives, a bunch of comedians sitting around talking about video games. It's really cool. Uh, am I leaving anyone else? Uh, not that I can remember. Yeah, uh, well, I'm... let's just say real quick, we have a couple of fans out there, uh, or supporters of the show, Mr. Dave Palace out there, longtime friend of the show and supporters sending us a lot of uh, gift baskets and stuff like that. And I got one I'm putting together I need to send him. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chris, Christopher DeGuardia. Yes, Christopher yes. DeGuardia, yes. Uh, he has been uh, on top of our stuff and letting us know what's up. That's uh, right. And yeah, we've even actually had uh, two listeners of the show, Brad and Amy, write a song for the show, for Ghostbusters Minute, called Gimme Just a Minute. And it's, um, it's, it's awesome. Uh, to, to think that like some listeners of the show would go you know, out of their way to write a song for it is just uh, touching. You know? It means a lot. I also want to give a big shout-out to um, Pete and Alex. That is Comic Book uh, Alex and Pete the Retailer. And they're the guys uh, from Star Wars Minute. And this has been like... Uh, just a constant source of entertainment as well as information on, you know, my favorite movies of all time. And it, no one's doing these shows who isn't just a complete movie enthusiast and buff. So it, to be able to, you know, get online early in the morning, pull up your favorite Movies by Minutes podcast and just hear fans and experts of these movies that you love explain things that you never thought about is the highlight of my day. So... To, you know, uh, let's say, I guess my favorite movie of all time is probably like Raiders of the Lost Ark. So to be able to get up and hear the guys over there on Indiana Jones Minutes just talk to me about things that I'd never considered or seen a certain way or these little things that are going on on screen that I've never noticed that change the story and the way I see the movie just completely mm -hmm. is uh, it's the highlight of my day. So Movies by Minutes has really um, become like a huge part of who I am over the last few years since Star Wars Minute has been going. So, you know, th this recording these podcasts is like the highlight of my week. 
So without that, without Pete and Alex doing what they did, um, I don't know, it'd be a pretty boring life right now. So thank you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, from Kyle's as well, and everybody who enjoys Movies by Minute podcast. Thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you. They got the ball rolling, so we're hoping we can put a little bit more uh, speed on it. So <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, hey, you ready to get out of here? Hey, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, you have to because you got another show you got to record. That's true. Goonies that is Minute. very true. It's coming in just a few weeks. So That's very true. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, It's it's been great. It's been great getting to meet everybody. I, I would say this is kind of a final thought. I think the thing that's uh, meant the most to me um, about this is the relationships. Yeah, yeah. All the friends that we've made doing this. Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't expect for us to... Uh, I mean, I expected for there to be some other people in the community that would reach out. But, like, you know, it, it's been so much fun getting to meet all these people. Yeah. And I'm hoping with Jurassic Park Minute and Goonies Minute and other podcasts that we're going to be putting together that we will uh, end up picking up more through this podcast. So that's the thing that's you know going to last for a long yeah. time after so, all this. So to, to all of those people and to anyone else who's listened to the show, even if just for one episode, keep in touch. Yeah, please keep do. In touch. Please do. All right, folks. Brady, you ready to get out of here? Let's go. All right, folks. Well, for Brady, I'm Kyle. And for, say, for Kyle, I'm Brady. <laughs> for Kyle, I'm Brady. <laughs> okay. And we're here to remind you that time is but a door, death a window. We're done. Yeah,